right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm excited about this episode. This is the Peter's family reunion episode. So it's my mom, my brother, and myself sitting in my hotel room in Toronto. And we had a good time. We tried to dig to the bottom of family roots. We didn't get as far as we wanted to. But it's fun. I mean, if you ever wanted to know what it's like sitting around with my mom and my brother and myself and what we talk about, this is your opportunity to eavesdrop on my family. You nosy bastards. What should we talk about? We can talk about anything we want to talk about. Okay. Anyway, welcome to Culturally Cancelled with Russell Peters. I'm Russell Peters in the very slouchy position. Um, this is what I've decided to sit in and what I've decided to wear. <laughs> We're in my hotel room in Toronto. I got my mom, Mama P, and my brother, Bleah, Toots. Bleah. And uh, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where this is going to go, so... <laughs> You know, it could go sideways in a matter of minutes, to be honest <laughs> with could. you. I mean, right, Mo? It could. <laughs> it could go up and down, too. All right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Between yeah. the black mic and going up and down? Yeah. And sideways. Yeah. Sideways. Any way will do. Backwards? Any way will do. Wow. <laughs> Whatever tickles your fancy. All right. So mom's <laughs> here, guys, in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> <laughs> who the loot nick in the background is that's mom <laughs> so my brother's here and i haven't seen him in a year uh over a year yeah i've spent the last four and a half months with my mom so that's nice but usually my brother's the one that gets to commandeer mom all the time <laughs> so it was nice to have the old bag with us for a little while you know you and crazy pants together again <laughs> yeah yes. the twins yes the twins yes. as i call them we are the same yes. they are the twins <laughs> we are the same <laughs> It's a sad truth, folks. Well, what have you been it doing, Jug? Be the same. Huh? That's right. Did you right? have fun back uh, in the West Coast, Ma? I did. I enjoyed myself. I had a really good time. Yeah. Especially in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were uh, headlining at the Spearmint Rhino one weekend. Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> Put your hands together, gentlemen. All right, fellas. Twenty bucks is all it takes. Yuck. Coming to the floor. <laughs> Mo the hoe. <laughs> That's what you, happens when you have two crazy sons. <laughs> Not just one. That's a fact. So what'd you do, Ma? We quarantined. We both quarantined separately. Yes. And I did. My neighbors bring food to my door, leave it at my door and run away. And I would sit all day in the sunroom doing my needlepoint, which I'm trying to finish for my Chrissy. So what, so, what happened to the needlepoint that you started in L.A.? It's still there. It's waiting for me to come back sometime in the future. Then I'll finish it. But there's only like a little patch left, isn't there? No, I need thread. In the meantime, I'm doing a small one for Chrissy, which you will be taking back. Okay. Which I will finish by maybe tomorrow or the day after. What's it a needlepoint of? It's a cat. It's a black cat with green eyes and all kinds of pretty sayings around it. What kind of sayings? Like queen, 
Per, uh, queen, uh, no, uh, I queen, can't remember. Queen, per, That's queen. What most of the ta- things it says, yeah. Well, you said all kinds. That's yeah. just one, no, and two. No, then it says something like love. That's not really a saying, by the way. Those are just love. um those are just words, Ma. Yeah, but that's that's what it says on this canvas. I'm like, how was it staying with brother all winter? It was much nicer than the other years, especially nicer than last year. And I had a nice time. I enjoyed it with Chrissy. I enjoyed whatever little time we had with Chumpy, even though Chumpy was clinging to daddy all the time. Oh, he's a daddy's but, boy. Uh, you know, he misses yeah. me. But it it was a it was a nice four and a half months. But I couldn't wait to get back home. It's true. She was chomping at the bit. Yeah, chomping. Towards the end, I wanted to come home badly, and now I'm happy to be home. And now you're also off quarantine. We both I'm are off quarantine, but I still can't go anywhere because I don't drive. You say it like that's new information. Yeah, that's wow. When did you stop driving? When did you stop driving? Oh, what when, was it that when, made you give up your I license? I stopped driving when they took my license away. <laughs> Mom has never driven. But yeah. I've never just, driven. Just Mom had a learner's permit and she waited until the last day to go for a license. Then she crashed into a wall. No, I didn't crash into a wall. The wall I crashed just, into you? No, I just uh, thought I saw a truck coming and hit the little bank. I didn't crash it. I just tipped it and they failed me. And I didn't go back. And I'm not sorry. Now that we have Uber. Well, that only well that was 1980. What year was that one? 1986 or something? No, 1982. 1982. So and I mean, 40, you, you waited 40 years, years 40 years to get this Uber going. <laughs> 40 years later, there but was Uber. But I didn't Uber. need an Uber then. I had my friends. You also had dad, Mom. Dad. I, I think, had dad. Uh, more importantly, had, you had dad. Then 17 years later, I have all my friends around me who take me out. So there you go. Oh, you mean 17 years after dad? Yeah. Right, yeah. gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's been 17 years since our dad died. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just to be clear. Yeah. For the show. Yeah, because otherwise, <laughs> no, they didn't start driving my mom around in 1999. Well, I have a license to drive everybody up the wall, so that's, that's okay. 17 years. <laughs> Huh? To drive after everybody. 82? It's 99. Oh, I thought you were talking about 99 till now. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. This is the problem when we get together. We all have our own conversations in our head. Mom will, mom will be literally talking about one thing and then it'll just, and it'll be like, you know, I got to go to Walmart and get some baking soda. Oh, Russ, remember your friend that died? Yeah. I thought this has something to do with baking soda. Yeah. I, I thought of him the other day. I'm wow. like, what the hell? <laughs> so I got new information from mom a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, about where our grandmother's from. Did you know this? This is mom's mom. Mom's mom. Where's mom's, mom's mom, mom from? Mom's, mom's grandma. Mom's grandma. So our great-grandmother. So who's from a Sam? Not a Sam. My, my great-grandmother apparently was from the tea gardens. I don't know who she was. But that That's, was in a Sam. I think it was in a Sam at the tea estate. So that was your grandmother's mother? My great-grandmother. Yeah. So that'd be your grandmother's yeah. mother. Yeah. You never met her. No. No, no. I never met her. I never met my grandmother's brothers. My grandmother had two brothers. Really? You never met them? No. Where were they? One died and then one... He's harder to meet. Idiot. One was going to become a priest and then he left to look Ooh. after his two sisters. And then that was it. I never saw them. Yeah. I don't know who they were. So you never even met the priest one? No. What happened? Did he ever become a priest? He never became a priest. No. He never became a priest. He wasn't in Calcutta? Yeah, they were all in Calcutta. And he never met his grandniece? Because he died. He died in the meantime. He died young. In the meantime, I'm just going to die. No, you know. Let's just write this guy out of the movie right now. He died. In the meantime, this guy dies. Wow, waiting to become a priest. He got very sick and he died. And that left my granny and her sister. That's it. Hmm. Did you meet her sister? Yeah. Oh. Auntie Gertie. You met her too. Oh, yeah. Auntie Gertie. Oh, right. Yeah. Uncle John's Uncle John's mom. Right. Oh, that's yeah. who Auntie Gertie was. Yeah. My granny sister. Auntie Gertie. Yeah. You met her. Gertrude. That was Auntie yeah, Gertrude. Aunt Gertrude. Yeah. And what was grandma's name? Jessica. Jessica. It's a good name. Mm-hmm. That name seems ahead of its time then. Yeah. Jessica. Gertrude's like mm-hmm. right in line with that time. Gertie. <laughs> Auntie Gertie. <clears throat> Thank God Grandma got the good name, huh? Yeah. Grandma Jessica. gotta go to Grandma Gertie's. I got the name from Maureen O'Hara. Did you? Oh. Yeah. She like Gone with the Wind? Because my mother was a great uh, fan of Maureen O'Hara. 
So I got her name, and my brother Morris got his name from Morris Chevalier. Wow. And what about Uncle Roger? I don't know where he got his name from. Maybe they had a walkie-talkie? Roger. (laughs) (laughs) He got Roger. (laughs) By the guy that wanted to be a priest. (laughs) (laughs) Who died. (laughs) Yeah. Uncle Roger. Dear old Uncle Roger. (laughs) And what about on your dad's side? Did you know any of his? Oh, yeah, you did. No, I didn't meet my grandparents on my dad's side. No, not grandparents, but... uh, Aunties. Yeah, his sisters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you never met your dad's parents? Mm -mm. Were they alive? No. Oh, when did they croak? They croaked when they had to go. (laughs) They got to go, they got to (laughs) go. No, but like they died before you were born? I guess so. But you were like your dad. I, I, I Wait, how much older them. was your dad than grandma and then Nana? Mm, six years. I don't know. My mommy was 15. <laughs> no, you're asking me, I'm telling you, six the years. Six years. Yeah, okay. six years. Okay. Mommy was 15, daddy was 21. <laughs> it's illegal today, folks. Yep. <laughs> By the time she was Backwards. 17, she had my brother and me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nana mm-hmm. got busy, son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did she ever? <laughs> Wow, 15. Yeah. How old was she when she got 14 when she got pregnant, right? 15. That's when she had Uncle... How, when's Uncle Morris's birthday? December the 23rd. Oh, wow. So, yeah, she... And my mommy's birthday is December the 24th. And I came along December the 6th the following year. So, she was 15... Wait. By the time she was 17, she had no, no, two but babies. By the time she had Uncle Morris, she was 16? Yep. Oh, she had just turned 16 the day before or day mm-hmm. after he got yep. born. Oh, wow. So she got knocked up at 15. We are some mm-hmm. whiskey tango mother. <laughs> we are. Wow. Mm-hmm. We are some good hillbilly stock. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Look, boy. Yeah. How did uh, Nana meet your dad? Do you know? My. Your my, mom. How did she meet your dad? My grand, my father. Yeah. They lived on the same street. The whole the families lived on the same street. So everybody knew everybody. And my mother was eight years old, and she said when she was eight years old, she fell in love with my father. Now, what eight-year-old girl knows about that, but she did. And he was 14. Yep. And she was determined she was going to marry him. She was determined. Well, I'd say so. And then she did. (laughs) She used used it well. (laughs) Yep. Shoot your shot. (laughs) And uh, how how long were they married for? 17 years. That's not too bad. 17, yeah, 17 years. So she was like 32 when they broke up. Mm-hmm. That's not too bad. And he was not a great guy. No, he wasn't that he wasn't a great guy. He just, you know, things happen. <laughs> he wasn't a bad guy as everybody thinks he wasn't that. He was just, just a guy. He had 17 years. He gave up a young life. He had, and then he married a woman who was the neighbor. Still everybody on the street. No, everybody in the building, not street. Mm. By this time, they had all moved. Everybody had moved. Everybody went their own ways. But the street was all full of Anglo-Indians. This is in Calcutta. Mm-hmm. Was that Free School Street? Temple Street. Temple Street. And you guys all lived on the same street? Yeah. No, my mommy and daddy lived where I was born in Ganesh Chandra Avenue. But my granny lived in Temple Street. My mommy was brought up in Temple Street. My hmm. daddy was brought up in Temple Street. And you never met his parents. The, no, how, I didn't how old mean, were they? How old was he when I, they died? I have no idea. Huh. I have absolutely You don't know anything no about idea. this guy? All I know is my grandfather was a chief boiler maker on the railway. What That's was his name? That's all I know. Hmm? Albert. Albert. Albert Wake. No, he was Anglo Indian? He was Anglo Indian. Well, a name like yeah. Albert Wake, I would think so. Mm-hmm. My, my grandmother's name was Ivy. No, but your grandmother on your mom's side. Her father was what? English? I don't know. English, Scottish. White. White, but yeah. From the Robertson, United, yeah. From the United Kingdom. Her, her maiden name was Robertson. Oh. Till he died. And then your grandmother raised you because ah, your my mom grandmother raised me. was so young. Yeah. Yes, she, she raised me till I had you. Wait, how old was your grandmother when she had Nana then? I have no idea. How old was your we grandmother? Never, we never discussed those things at home. Well, let's do the math. How old was she when she passed? I don't know, because I was here. When your grandmother passed? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Daddy went home in 1967. And my grandmother, I think my grandmother died in 1967 or 68. 67. But she got to meet brother. 
my grandmother. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. She spoiled oh. him rotten. That's the reason. She spoiled him <laughs> That's what rotten. It was. Her first great grandchild. She never thought she'd have one or see one. Yeah, the little did she know the great one was coming six years later. <laughs> Really, at the rate that they were popping them out down there, she could have actually done the math and figured that she would have seen yeah, them. No. Given that her daughter was 15 when she started. I mean, I have time. a friend who's 53 and he's a great grandfather. Yeah, my mother was a great. My mother was a great grandfather at 51. No, my, my mother that? was a great. Michael J. White. That's crazy. Yeah. Great. My mom was a grandmother crazy. at 38, 39. Your mom was a grandmother at 39? 39, almost 40, yeah. Oh, that was with him. Mm-hmm. That was me. Oh yeah, because you had you uh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah because you were twenty two right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is good stuff. Are you not fifteen. <laughs> yeah, twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah, twenty two, and yeah. Martad was sixteen years older than. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I loved him. No, yeah, so did we. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was big, I mean, We're big fans. Big fans. <laughs> it, it wasn't an arranged marriage like everybody thinks. It was a love marriage. Sixteen years was nothing. And they thought that you guys would have trouble. Um, because, because he of was, the age difference. No, I thought you said it was because he was Anglican and you were Catholic. Yeah, that's what I remember here. Yeah. No, we, no, because we, yeah. we came. No, we didn't. They, that wasn't the reason. The reason was the age difference. Everybody thought that. Uh, I remember the story the other way. No, I remember no, it differently. No, no. Everybody thought because he was so much older than me. Religion never came into it. We got married in the Catholic Church. We baptized you guys in the Catholic Church and then. Whatever we followed each other's religion, we didn't make any bones about it. That's a different version than what I've heard, but okay. I heard the same version, brotherhood. Yeah. yeah, from who? From you? No, you. no, no. We <laughs> never had religion religion problems. No, no you guys at all. didn't, but other people did. No, no you I said that that's what the talk was. That they said the talk was she's marrying her father. That was what the talk was because he was so much older than me. That was what the talk was, actually. Yeah, he was only a year younger than Nana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. There were some daddy issues, mm-hmm. obviously. No, there wasn't daddy issues. <laughs> he wasn't my daddy. He was my baby. Wow. Baby daddy. <laughs> baby daddy. <laughs> That's just my baby daddy. <laughs> my baby daddy to do. <laughs> now, see, if I had three, Russell, you would have been in the middle and then you would have said, oh, I was the neglected one because I was in the middle. I'm the youngest one, so I was the I neglected one. I was in the one. middle and I always felt neglected, but I really wasn't with my grandmother. Oh, there you go. You know, what's funny is mom pulls the mic away to talk and then puts it back when she's done talking. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. You, you, you're doing just, it just wrong. Just keep it right there in front I of know, you. So when I, you talk, you keep it here. And then when you're not talking. I know, but I'm not used to these things in front of my face. I know. It's, Dad's been gone 17 years. 17 years. <laughs> it never went in front of us. All right. Check, please. Check. We're done here. No. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback 
with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And um, how did you meet that? I met dad. It's a long story, but I met dad through a friend. Through a friend. Which friend? Rini Butler. What was Rini short for? Irene? No. She calls herself Renee, but we know her as Rini. Oh, yeah. Renee makes more sense. (laughs) My name is Renee. Okay, Renee. It's technically more correct than Rini. No, everybody knew her as Rini, but now when she went to England, she became Renee. Oh, I see. You mean where they know how to say the name properly? <laughs> Where they speak English? Where they you know, with the French name? Yeah. Remember that guy Cecil? Yeah, the oh guy came to God. visit. Don't even talk about that yeah. guy. And then what did he call himself? Cecil. Cecil. My name is not Cecil. It's Cecil, and it's not Montreal. It's Montreal. Oh yeah, it was yeah, one he of was those guys. Eccentric. That yeah. Guy. I remember he it's came to visit. It's not a light, it's a chandelier. Oh my God, shut up, man. Remember when he came? I remember when I was a kid and I go, this guy's a dick, dude. Yeah. Everything you said, he, he corrected your English and, and your pronunciation. Out, uh, new verses of Amazing Grace that he had written and submitted to the royal family and things like that. He was out there, man. Oh, yeah. How, did dad know him from school? Dad, dad knew him from Calcutta. Oh, okay. So when you met dad, you were taken right away? Yeah. When I met me, dad? Yeah, you got Got to get me some of this action? What was it? No, no. We just, we would go out. We would go out. We would discuss all kinds of stuff. And then. Like? You know, what do you think of marriage? <laughs> would you like to have kids? Would you go to England to live? I said, no. So we got married. And then the next question came. Let's go to England. Do you want to go to England? I said, nope. Let's get divorced. Because I'm going to England. I did tell that, that. And why didn't you want to go to England? I didn't like England. Even then, I didn't like England. And I don't like it now, and I didn't like it then. All For all our cobble- listeners in England, we apologize. Co- co- I love England. Cobblestones, gaslights, fog, unfriendly people. That was my thing of England, so I didn't want to go. And then so when Dad our- said, let's go to Canada, I said, okay. And he said, you know, Canada's cold. I said, I don't care. Let's go to Canada. We can handle it. And when you guys came here in 1965. Dad hated it. He hated it till he went to India and came back by himself. Right. He was homesick, right? No, he was homesick. He missed his father. He He just wanted to go back. He just wasn't happy here at all. So in 1967, Air India had a plan. Fly now, pay later. Really? Yeah. For $300. That seems and expensive. we had no money. We had no money to to put down. So dad goes, he flies now, pays later. He went home supposedly for a month and came back within less than two weeks. And when I opened the door and I saw him, I said, what happened? And he said, this is my home from now. I cannot go back and live. It was too dirty, too chaotic. No, too chaotic, I think it was. But he got to see his dad, right? And you weren't there. He got to see my grandmother. He got to see my mother. And And you weren't there and brother wasn't there. No, and that was the last thing my grandmother asked him was, where's my granddaughter? Why didn't you bring her? And he said? He just said he, he just came to see his parents, so he came to see them. And they were in Burundi. And then she then? died. And then she died after he. I think he saw her in April. Feb. He went to February or March, and then in April she got sick. May she died. What'd she get sick of? With. Uh, <laughs> uh, she had. Edema. She had edema. <laughs> What's edema? A body build up with fluid. Oh. And uh, a heart. A, a, a heart. <laughs> That's how you have to use the mic. Heart. 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 
Here. No, he's not here. Mike, in, Mike, in front of your face, Mo. Mike, 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 Mike. N- there not, you go. Not ice cream, Mike. <laughs> if you hold it like this Just and you tilt your head through it, it'll go right. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Your voice goes right I into it. <laughs> well, you're trying to put it in your mouth. Keep it out of your mouth, first of all, <laughs> Grandma. Wow, That's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the good days. When Grandma died? No. <laughs> when we came to Canada first, those were the good days. What was days. the first job you had in Canada? What was the first job I had in Canada? Yeah. A babysitting job. I babysat two kids who came home after school. And where was that in Rockcliffe? Rockcliffe Boulevard. How long does this interview take? It's not an interview. We're just talking. Uh, We're just talking. talking. Okay. We're getting caught up with Mom. Okay, caught up with Mom. Okay. All right. For prosperity, mm. Ma. Oh, or, or, or posterity. <laughs> or posterity as opposed to prosperity. We're so somewhat prosperous, but, you know. This I is want for... this, this is for prosperity because I want this to be a prosperous thing later on. And when did you come to Canada, Toots? <laughs> August of 1965. I was 10 months old. Ten and that was a big decision for you. Ten it was. and a half months. Ten and a half months. I didn't want to go to England. Yeah, the people aren't friendly. Mm-hmm. Cobblestones, fog, rain, gas yeah. lamps, gas lamps. Do you still like England? I do. And then go back. I like London. Then I like. Go to I, London. I love London. I actually love, love, love London. Mm-hmm. So what was I like as a child? I have no recollection. No, I actually have no memories of childhood. I will other tell than you the recollection like a I have. Spotty thing here, <laughs> what, a little thing here. What age do you start remembering from? Uh, the age of six. Wow, I go six. to three. Oh, but actually, no. I should go back to four. When I ran away from nursery school, like right over here in Avenue the city. Road and... Uh, yeah. So I would have been four. Spadina. You just took off? I took off. You just took off. Kid told me something I didn't like. It's, it's, it's really, it tells you a lot about my personality. Yeah. What I was did pretty he tell you? then too. I don't Do you... know what he said to me, but I didn't like it. And I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And I walked down the street, four years old, okay? Got on the subway alone. And okay. nobody stopped you. Nobody's nobody like, stopped hey, kid. Me. I, saw, I saw this other mother with her child and I kind of stayed close to them. Got on the subway at uh, Spadina or DuPont, right. DuPont oh, station. Sp- Spadina. We were at you were we were at Avenue Road and uh, we were on Spadina. It at was the, Walmer Avenue, right? Was the, where the nursery no, school the was. No, the nursery school was on Spadina when you came and then you walked down to the Spadina subway. It was Walmer Avenue okay, is where the Spadina nursery, subway. Okay. Um, so I took the subway from there to um, Cumberland. Yeah. And Bay, got off. Bay and Bele. Yeah, got off. Is there. that where you guys lived then? Yeah, we lived, we lived there, but also mom was working at the Holt Renfrew. And you knew that? I knew that. We lived right across the street. And you knew exactly how to get there? Yeah. How did you know that at four? I don't know. Because we Like you to, would remember no, the no, path used, or something? To, yeah, somehow I knew. Subway. We used to take the subway a lot. We used to go to Honesteads in the subway. Everything was by subway back then. So I kind of knew. Well, I obviously knew. And I found my way to the loading dock <laughs> and asked for my mom. And the security guy... Then the the manager of the what is it the, not the loading dock he was in charge of the warehouse. I can't tell you I'm laughing. Uh, Why? Because <laughs> Mum's not talking into the microphone. She holds it away from her. But just now she held it to breathe it. <laughs> so all I can hear is. <sighs> And then she's rubbing her then nose you know, on it. Then you know I'm I alive. I can hear all this and I'm like. <laughs> then you know I'm alive. <laughs> right. But at the wrong okay, time, anyway, we're getting the wrong audio. He, 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 called up, he called up the cash office and he told me there's a little boy here. He says he's your son. And I said, no. I just dropped my son to nursery school, so it can't be my son. Ask him his name. So he asked him his name and he said, my name is Clayton. I said, oh my God, what did I do now? So then I told my boss, I said, I dropped my son to nursery school and something's happened. He came, uh, nobody's with him. So he said, okay, go. Then I took him back to nursery school and I said to them, I said, did he not come to school today? And they said, no, nobody saw him coming to school. I said, well, I dropped him and he was inside the gate when I dropped him. And I said, he ran away from nursery school and took the subway to come home. After that week, that was the end of it. You never went back to that nursery school. Because one of the kids told him, we don't want to play with you. F off. And I mean, that's that a pretty solid he, reason. That night yeah. when he was sleeping and dad went to check on, check on him, dad went to move him and he told dad, fuck off. 
what i said i ran in the room i said well what did you just say <laughs> say it again and i said okay when he wakes up in the morning we won't say anything to him about it we'll just stay quiet which we did we didn't tell him <laughs> he was so spontaneous with that that, that got a shock because <laughs> he was fast asleep but that that whole thing i remember i yeah. remember that clearly i can yeah. remember being on the subway I remember like walking and getting on the subway and then I don't remember the rest of it. Like when I got to mom's work, but I do remember everything leading up to that. Now this is two years prior to my entrance in the world. Right. And then, but then my next memory kicks in at six when we were living on Indian road, a uh, bunch of Indians on Indian Indian road, we're the Indians on Indian road. And, um, and then I remember I met uh, Mark Stacy and he yelled out across the street to me and he was like, little boy, little boy, do you want to come play with me? And then, that became like the first kid I remember. And then my brother looked at him and said, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. You know, he never used that Who you call again. a little boy? He said, call hey, boy? little boy, do you want to come play? And I'm thinking, one, well, he's little boy too. Yeah, so then cool. I that said, was, okay, you know. I said, you can go across and play. And then we became friends. And that's when she became your godmother. Correct. She was a nice lady. She was a very nice, very nice family, actually. And uh, yeah, Mr. DeStacy was cool, too. Mm-hmm. The whole family was nice. I always thought I was named after him. No. Because my middle name's Dominic. No. And he was Dominic. He was Dominic, but not And he still is Dominic, isn't he? I should think so. I don't yeah. think he would change his name at this stage. I don't even know if he's still alive. I haven't seen him. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so why is he Dominic, then? Because... Uh, I wanted a girl and I wanted to call her Dominique. And your father said, oh, no, no, no. I said, okay, we'll call her Erica. And he said, no, 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 no. So then I said, okay, Dominique. And that left it. And then uh, your grandfather made a vow to St. Dominic. Oh, that guy. And then uh, when he was, as soon as he was born, he went wherever he made the vow. Which grandfather? KK. Oh, no. And then uh, that's we'll how he got him. the second name, Dominic. How did you come up with Russell? Oh, they were looking my, through a bunch of papers. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I worked. I worked with this English lady, Pat, and I asked her to be godmother for Russell, for him. I said for my baby, and she said, "If it's a boy and you call him Russell, I'll be godmother." So I said, "Okay," but something came up. Some emergency came up. She went back to England. She never came back. So I just stuck with the name Russell. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And Clayton. Oh, I know Clayton. I know the backstory on Clayton, my name. Clayton, Daddy wanted. Clint Walker. Clint. Clint after you Clint Walker, the uh, cowboy mm-hmm. actor. But then Clint mm-hmm. Walker was over six feet tall, and Dad surmised that I would not be that tall. So then he thought it would look weird that I would be named after Clint Walker and not be as tall as Clint Walker, who nobody remembers. Yes. And then he modified. Then they modified it to Clayton. Clayton, Daddy. And, and then Edward. Where did Edward come from? Edward is grandfather. Which one? James Edward. Your daddy's oh, oh, dad. Oh, our grandfather. Okay. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. At least I, I got named after some low-level low, low level saint. St. <laughs> Dominic? Yeah. It was a St. Dominic, right? Why you call him low-level saint? I mean, he's not one of the better-known ones. You, you don't know. know anything to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like some high-ranking saint. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. okay. Let's yeah, not okay. go there. Okay. I got the discount one. Okay. <laughs> okay. And brother was born here in Toronto. Yes, mm-hmm. I was born here. In Mount Sinai 1970. Hospital. Mount Sinai Hospital. But dad wanted a girl. Dad wanted a girl badly. So he was disappointed? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Here I am. <laughs> he was. He wouldn't come. He wouldn't answer the phone. And then I Seriously? said, okay. Yeah, he, he he was so, he just wouldn't talk when I told him. And then oh, when I guess, he came they didn't, in the They didn't at, tell you what you were getting back then, right? They didn't have that. It was a surprise. We, it was a, we, I didn't even want. I, I knew. I knew. I told him from the beginning. I said, it's another boy. And he said, I made it. I know. I said, I'm, giving, I'm wow. having it. I know. <laughs> so when he came in the evening and they cleaned him up and he was all round face and pudgy looking and all, then I said to dad, see. <laughs> and then dad looked at him and he said, I said, well, I can't put him back now. Well, then that, then he was okay. Once he saw him, he was okay. <laughs> I feel great about this story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he was okay. 
You know, mm-hmm. so I had to earn my dad's love. <laughs> what about Clayton? Clayton used to cry every time I went to babysit some somebody's house. He used to cry, and cry and cry. And Dad used to call me and say, "Can you can I bring this child over to you? He won't stop crying, and I got to get up for work in the morning." So Dad would bring him over with the diapers and the bottle, and then he'd stay with me and he'd stop crying. And then all day long he would sleep. And all night long, he would make me walk up and down with him because he didn't want to sleep. I see. Mm-hmm. I still, still, I still like have that. separation anxiety, if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> I still have that. Uh, I still get really freaked and, out and, when I say that. And bye. Russell? Russell used to lie, in, when he used to wake up, he used to lie in his crib and he used to... And the moment he would see me, big smile on his face and he would be so oh, happy. Yeah. He just had was, to see me and he would be so happy. I was the happy kid, when, see? When I would Look be sitting... You. When I would be cooking, I'd put him in his little lounger chair and whilst I'm cooking and he'd be there and he'd be looking at me and he'd be smiling and gurgling. Was he a good baby? Very good baby. See? Yeah, he never gave, he let me Loser. sleep at night. <laughs> I just wouldn't let you sleep at night. Was I a good baby? You were a good baby in the daytime. You would sleep all day, but nighttime you were a bad baby because you kept me up. You wouldn't let me sleep. And I'd have to get up in the morning and make dad sandwiches, make dad go to work, then go try to go back to sleep. Oh, it was terrible. I'd be so tired by the end of the day. Paying off debt can be an uphill battle. It's an endless cycle of high interest rates and minimum monthly payments that can really wear you down. But luckily, Upstart gives you a way to get out of that. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan, and it's all done online. That means you won't have to sit across a desk from someone at the bank to get you a loan that you need. You can just do it right from your computer. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. And if you don't have an amazing credit score, just know that Upstart looks at more than that. You're more than just that score. They also take into consideration your income, employment history, and that means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. And you can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com peters. That's upstart.com peters. Don't forget to use my URL to let them know I sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Peters. Whenever my mom comes to visit, she always spoils me with the most delicious food. And now that she's back in Canada, I have to figure out a way to keep the good food coming around here. And that's where HelloFresh comes in. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. You can skip trips to the grocery store and make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. I have to say, what really works for me personally about HelloFresh is the flexibility. If I have to leave my house for three weeks so I can quarantine in Canada, for instance, HelloFresh makes it possible for me to skip the weeks I won't be home. And I can easily change delivery days to fit my schedule. Plus, I can customize orders so that if I know I have family or friends staying with me, I can change the serving sizes to accommodate more people. Or double up on my kids' favorite recipes to keep them happy. Trust me, kids are a pain in the HelloFresh. Just kidding. Also, the recipes are easy to follow and quick. They even include steps with pictures so that I can't mess it up. And trust me, I can mess up anything. Did I ever tell you about the time I had to bake a cake one time when I was about 12 years old? And it said one and one and a half cups. And I read it as 11 and a half cups of milk. And yeah, I made basically a chocolate waterbed. Anyway, so it's very helpful with the pictures. So trust me, HelloFresh, that's your answer. So make your life a little easier and tastier. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 12 Peters. That doesn't mean you have to type in Peters 12 times. It's the number 1212Peters and use the code 12Peters for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 12Peters and use promo code 12Peters for 12 free meals with free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. 
Now you um you never experienced much racism, did you? No. No. Because you're very fair skinned, that's why. No, one lady in Simpson said to me, if you had such a good life in India, why don't you go back? Okay. And I said, I have a country to go back. Where would you go back? I came here by choice. You didn't come here by choice. Your parents came here by came here however they came. Don't tell me to go back. Then one English lady said to her, You don't own this country, leave her alone. She can come here. She Grace said that, Cole. that you She's, can come here? Yeah, she oh. to, Grace Cole. She told this lady that she didn't own this country. Anybody can come here because <laughs> Grace was an immigrant mm. too. She was English. Hmm. <laughs> Sweet lady she was. But yeah. dad experienced racism. Though. Dad experienced it, yes. I know I did. I know I did too, but not until we moved to Brampton. I never knew that it was... You know, In the city, nothing. Um, I, didn't, I don't know if mine was racism, but I remember being... Getting scolded by that one babysitter. Remember? Here that in the city or in Brown? On Norval Street. There was that one. I remember the house clearly. It had yeah. a fence in the. Like Symes or something, the names. I don't were. know what they were. But Are those people mm-hmm. the dog? Because there was that dog that bit me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I remember it was like, I was like three or four. Yeah. And I would be in the living room. Four she, or five you were because he used to bring you home from school and leave you there. Lunchtime. Okay. Well, I remember being there mm-hmm. and she was on the couch making out with her boyfriend. Oh. And I'd just be sitting there, so I'd be like looking at And she at would them. say, stop staring. So you know when that song came out about, I don't know who made it, uh, Sunny or somebody said something. I used to think it used to say, I stopped, sh- I shot the sheriff. Oh. I thought it kept saying, I, I stopped staring. Oh. <laughs> because she would tell Yeah, she would always tell me, stop the staring. That's how I remember it. Stop so the staring. And I felt very uncomfortable because I it just felt like she was so shitty to me. They were just mm. shitty people. Yeah, she was so shit to me. But that, but dad experienced racism right, right, when, experienced, right from when yeah. he first came here. Well, kind of. But you know, dad, how he was, he was very self-conscious about his color. And, you know, and then they'd ask him, how come you speak such good English? Like as if to say, you've come from India. Mm-hmm. How come you, you shouldn't be speaking such good English? But he said, because you don't speak good English. That's why. Told them. Yeah, let them have no, it. No, Dad would say, I, we, we speak the Queen's English. We speak the Queen's English. And they asked him how he learned to speak English. He said, when we were coming over on the plane, we had this book and it was saying, telling, teaching us how to speak in English. So all through the trip, my wife and I were sitting with this book, trying to learn how to speak English and, that's, and then talk to people. That's how we learned English because they were so dumb. They, they couldn't figure out. No. Just for the backstory for everybody, they spoke English first as their first yeah, language. Yeah, I, mean, I, I told them my first language is English. I know, so. but I'm just letting the listeners know. So yeah, they Zang don't think that you actually learned it on the no, flight over. Yeah. As anglo Indians, the first language in India was English in the house. Outside the house, it was always English first. And then whatever local language they needed. Hindi or Bengali second. Mm-hmm. Or Marathi. In, Cal- in Calcutta. Mm-hmm. Um, so... English is an international language anyway. So they what? can't, they, can't they were trying to do a, they were some countries were asking to do away with it. Mm-hmm. And they said how do could away we with do, English? How, <laughs> yeah, how could we how could we do uh, how could we communicate with you if we don't if it's not in English? Not everybody knows your language. So they just left it. Interesting. We're kind mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you go down south, if you go down south and down you south hear, where your mouth is when you're not on the <laughs> mic. <laughs> They, they, you see, you hear them speak English with such an accent, you can't understand oh, them. States, you mean? Yeah, yeah. No, down south in Kerala in India. Oh, oh, India. Down oh. south in India. Well, yeah, I didn't, you know, <laughs> because we... we're talking about English spoken right. in the house. Oh, okay. okay, you're talking about yeah. India now. Okay. But uh, a lot of the a lot of them didn't know how to speak English. Now, of course, a lot of them speak English. Well, the, I they think mean, the the thing there is that they're the most literate ones in India. Yeah, 100%, 100% literacy. That's but I don't know thing. that to be true. I don't know. Because, excuse me, I have a lot of Malayali friends and their parents don't speak English. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, how was that 100% literacy rate? No, literacy but, with but their, their own language. Do. Oh, their well, maybe with their own language. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 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 No, no, their children are well educated though. So they speak, they speak a lot of English all the time. Telugu people, Tamil people, Malayalis, they all... People. They all <laughs> They're speak. all people to me. No way. How can it be? I didn't know that. Didn't she get, didn't Courtney give you some guidelines or some guidance or something? No, she just wants to, now we want to get into our childhoods and stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there I was, a poor, (laughs) 
I was born a poor black child. <laughs> in your mind, you were born a poor black child. <laughs> well, not in my mind, now in my mind, but not then. I grew into it. <laughs> well, I mean, from when I when we moved to Brampton, what was it, 75? Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they were the black kids were the only ones not picking on me, so that's why I hung out with them. Yeah, but you also had um, the Tams down the street. They were Chinese. Chinese, yeah. Filipinos. There's Filipinos. There's the Perlises. Mm-hmm. But those. that wasn't until many years later. No. And it was you like had 10 the years later. Yeah, the Parises, Mark and Kirk. Um, but that was interesting. Wasn't that funny? Like they lived on our street and uh, their, father? Their, their father was Anglo-Indian and their mother was from Denmark. Yeah. And and, and then it turns out that their father worked in India with our grandfather. Yeah. In Burmachelle. Burmachelle. What is that? Burmachelle. Oh, Shell gas station. Oh, okay. Well, not the gas no, station. I mean the gas the, company. And no. my father was in the shipping department. Shipping. Yeah. And they knew each other. They're actually yeah, friends. They were like friends. friends. Mr. Paris was a witness for my father's wedding, second marriage. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, after he bounced. Yeah. He got married in India mm-hmm. the second time? Did he get divorced at least? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was never really clear on what happened to that oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He got divorced. You never, ever actually tell me about my grandfather. And yes. then he moved to Australia. He, no, he moved to England. And then to Australia. Oh. And then what year did he leave India then? Oh, must be 64. So right when Toots was born, did he meet Toots? Yeah, he met him once only when he was a baby. He was passing by. He lived down the road from me, actually. He lived down the road from us. But after your parents got divorced, you never... He, he, we were estranged from him, right? You didn't really know him. You didn't go see him. He didn't come visit you. No, you didn't once, keep in touch. No, we would see see each other in church or something like that. We would go to church and see each other, but that was it. And then, then when then I got married, I never invited him. Then when you were born, I didn't tell him. He found out from the newspaper. Yeah, big headlines when I was born. Mm-hmm. Big headlines. Big news. Man, now look mm-hmm. at you. He's got a big head. Yeah. <laughs> My mother Whoa. put it in the paper. Because people. So why didn't you tell him, and why didn't you invite him? Because he was estranged from us. Oh, okay, okay. See, like I said, he was a dick. Uh Yeah, he was a dick. Uh I remember he sent us all that stuff in like '77. Yeah, you guys reconnected after how many years? Did you reconnect? I don't know how many years. It must have been about fourteen, fifteen years. Sixteen years, ten, thirteen years. (laughs) Ten years. About seventeen years, I think it was seventy-seven. Yeah, Yeah. about. And then, how did you guys reconnect? What? How about brother? Through Auntie Anne. Auntie Anne gave him my, my address and said, oh, your father wants to write to you. Oh, Auntie Anne is Darren's grandmother, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So she connected you two, and then he sent mm-hmm. us those boomerangs. That's right. T-shirts. Which is t-shirts. ironic, because unlike him, they came back. <laughs> 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 and he's, yeah, I remember he sent us that little koala bear with the wind-up yeah, thing yeah, in the belly. Yeah. But I remember how all that stuff smelled. Yeah, it's so, my my thing. I remember things by smell. That nose, man. I know. Look at this thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I really do. I remember the way Mr. Garbage House smelled. It had a very specific smell. It didn't stink. It was just a different specific smell. And I remember how that koala bear smelled. I remember it going, "What is this freaking weird smell? This thing has." She was podcasting smellovision. Hmm? He sent you t-shirts from Australia, coasters. Just in case we had a drinking problem at seven. <laughs> Yeah, he did. Did he drink? Occasionally. Yeah. He wasn't an alcoholic or nothing. I didn't mean yeah. he was. Just because you have a drink doesn't mean no, you're an alcoholic. I mean, I drink and I'm not an alcoholic. That was alcoholic. Problem, though, with the Anglo Indian men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the railway people. Well, I don't oh, know about railway, that. railway men, the people that Anglo Indians worked on the railway, they liked their drinks. Every night they had to have. I remember dad telling me, though, that after uh, after the partition, after 47, when the British left, that it was hard for Anglo-Indian men to get work. And so it was easier for the women to get work because they could get secretarial work. Uh, but for the men, there was really nothing to do. So they just sit around all day and kind of drink. And then alcoholism became a problem within the community. I just want to say I don't have a problem. <laughs> I hope not. My name's Russell. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem, I swear. Hi, Russell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know when Russell is drunk. You call me. Hi, mom. So Russell, you're drunk? <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> I do. I call mom when I'm when I'm drunk. When yeah, I, I, I get, I listen. I get drunk not very often anymore. But 
when I do, it, it takes a lot now. So I, that's why I've even stopped. I'm like, this stuff, not, this stuff doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so I'm like, eh, I drank no, like three no, of them. No, no, he smokes those funny looking, smelly looking things, you know? Those cigars. cigars. Yeah. I know what they are, but I, I have other things in my mind. Huh? Cigars. Ugh. Oh. Yeah, but drug. you even said to me, I'd rather you sit there and smoke a cigar than drink some alcohol. No, I'd rather you smoke a cigar than take drugs. Well, I, I never did took no, drugs. No, that's what I'm just saying. Drugs. I was never I'd rather then. person do that than do drugs. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, Ma, do you remember this when I was like, uh, I know you always deny this, but I remember it clearly. I must have been 19, 19, I don't know, 19 or 20. And I said, hey, Ma, what if I date an Indian girl? And you go, yeah, that's fine. Just no bloody goings. <laughs> did I say no goings? You did. You did say because that. Because they were very prejudiced against Anglo-Indians. I don't know that to be true. Yes. I'm telling Maybe you. in India, not. When she was getting married, yeah. the guy told yours. her, the guy said to her, don't tell my, tell my parents that your mother's Anglo-Indian. She said, but why? I came from two parents. My father's going, my mother's Anglo-Indian. No, because, you know, they, they were that prejudiced. They didn't like her. They didn't like her. Even when he died, they didn't like her. Maybe because he died. They, they just didn't even Because she was Anglo-Indian? Her. Because right? she was half Anglo-Indian? Yeah, because she was half Anglo-Indian. That's so stupid. That's very stupid. It's very stupid. Yeah, very nobody stupid. cares about that stuff. In Goa now, the, the Goans are marrying Indian Christian girls. Hindu girls, the Goans are married. The world has gone crazy. What is, what is, it's what just is how it's there? supposed to be. You just, you whatever know, you like, just go for it, The old Goan people were very thing about, you have to be going, you have to be going. Makes no sense. Mm-hmm. If you're coming, you got to be going. <laughs> you're coming and going. You're going to be coming in, come in, going. And then I remember like the, I, I dated a couple of Goan girls back then. I was like, I couldn't tell my mom. No. I don't know, what did they dated? I mean. You... You were coming and going. He was coming and going. He was coming sure and was. going. He was coming and going. I sure was. He was a going and coming and going. It's good times. Uh-huh. Good times. <laughs> a lot of people are going to listen to this and go, is that really your mother you're talking like that in front of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're pretty open with our mom. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we're not a family, yeah, a family of secrets. Go. No. Uh-uh. No, we're all Somebody open. said to me, when you go to, you go to Russell's show, how can you sit there and listen to him swearing and saying all those things? I said, well, that's fine. He can go on stage and he can do anything and say anything. When he comes home, he doesn't say and do those things. I said, that's what the people want. That's what they get. I don't know that that's what they want, but... Um, that's what they get. That's what, that's they, what, get. what they get. <laughs> Definitely what's what they get. So do you remember me dealing with a lot of racism when I was a kid, Mo? 
No, I, I'm, I was shocked to hear that you guys. How were you shocked? I would come home crying all the time. I got I punched in the only face. One, I remember one time you came home from George Vanier's school and you were crying and I asked you what happened. You said, you're not going back to school. And I said, why? So because the kids called you chocolate face. And I said, now you'll go back to school. And if the kid calls you chocolate face, call him aside and say, do you eat chocolate? Do you like chocolate? And if he says yes, then why are you calling me chocolate face? You should like me. And then you <laughs> so then you get your ass whooped again. <laughs> no, and you went. That's it. Oh, that was good. You told him that. Chocolate face. <laughs> yes, I call him chocolate face. And that's when you gave him. Crazy. I don't remember that one. Yeah. I remember. Oh. I remember Packy being thrown around a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Oh, chocolate face. And then I remember when Billy Blackburn gave you a bloody nose. Well, he didn't really give me a bloody nose. I ran into his fist. I don't know what you did, but you gave he him didn't want to. F- he was like, "Ah, oh, come on, come on!" And then he threw his fist out, and then I ran right into it because I'm an idiot. <laughs> he was like, "Come on, stop chasing me!" And he put his fist out. He didn't throw a punch. He put his fist out, and I ran right into it. Why? I don't know. I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you got in these little fights when you were kids. You're such a chocolate mm. face. I know. <laughs> <laughs> me and my. <laughs> Chocolatey goodness. <laughs> you got chocolate in my peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the things that happened to me, traumatized me in my life. Mom remembers chocolate face. Yeah, that I never forget that. How you came home crying saying that the child called you chocolate face. Uh, and then remember the time, Mr. Josephic, somebody was throwing snowballs at you? And you, he he caught you throwing a snowball at the guy, and he called daddy, and he said he could have hurt that kid in the eye. I said to daddy, go to school, and confront Mr. Josephic. And daddy asked him that, why did you pick on my son? Why didn't you uh, see what the other boy did? He said, I saw what your son did. I said yeah, but the other boy threw it at him first, so then he threw it back, and he just he was the fool that got caught. Now go tell that kid about it. Tell, call his parents and tell them. He died, you know, Mr. Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, to Mr. Josephic's family, we send our warmest regards and our condolences on his passing. Uh, on his untimely passing and my mom's even more untimely storytelling of his death. No, he died three years ago. Wow. Wow. No, but that's how I remember, like, you know. Him dying. No, I only heard that right. Years so I just took all this abuse by myself. I didn't share it with nobody. With me, I would share it with you my brother. It with me, and then I came to your aid as much as I could. Yeah, <clears throat> I was just talking about this the other day, and I still feel guilty. I still, I, I think that's one of the reasons I'm so overprotective now is because I still feel like I didn't protect you enough from that when you were a kid. Because I know how it traumatized you. Oh, it sure. Did, and I know, yeah. I know that. And people don't realize this when, you know, people, you know, there's sometimes people who are critical of your comedy or critical of the style of comedy that you do and about race and culture. And especially in the States where the, it's, they've got a whole, they've got all kinds of issues with it where people don't realize that the racism you encountered at the ages of four, five, six, in those really, really early years. And I, I have a seven-year-old son, so I can't even imagine. Well, you got to understand, it was from four to 15. Yeah. It was those, it was that it was a 11 years, it, it, 11 it was, years. It was the defining element of your life that, that that's where all of your exploration of race and culture, your exploration through comedy, trying to understand what the fuck happened to you during that time? Like why? And, and people don't realize that they just think you've sort of taken some like, Oh, I'm going to make fun of Indians or whatever. But really what you're doing is you're, you're trying to, you're still coming to terms with the trauma that you dealt with at that time. And so one of the reasons that I'm still overprotective of you to this day is because I know what you went through. And there's a part of me that feels like I should have protected you more during that time. Although you can only you do were, so much. Yeah, and you were out living your life. And that's the thing, though. People like, you know, people like, um, like you know, weren't you there with them? But you were a very active child. Like, you were out playing. And those were in the days, and people now have a tough time understanding, because those were in the days where you could play outside until the lights came on. Yeah. And that's literally what you did. Yeah, when did this wave of kidnappings and molestations start? Because I don't remember that when I was a kid. 
it was there but it wasn't like now like, and even now it's not as much as people think it is it's it, they they talk about it on you know about children being abducted and all this stuff it's it's nowhere near the way it's perceived it's maybe it's more reported because we live on a 24-hour news cycle now but the the actual i read an article about this the actual rate of these type of things happening is no is is not as high as as people would think it is based on the news reporting of it so one one of the reasons dad moved out of the city too aside from the fact that he got that job in brampton was because that shoeshine boy was killed remember emmanuel Jacques, Jacques. right and he and he kind of turned his back on toronto at that time and he said you know i'm done with the city um when that little kid was killed and i think we'd already moved but he he said i'm not i'm never going back to live in the city again after that but yeah so anyway you were you were out a lot so you were playing with your friends, you're riding your bike, you're playing with Marlon, you're playing with all those kids on the street that accepted you. Um, and um, yeah, and I and I was six years older, so I was also at a different stage in my life too. When you were always in the house, well. in your room, reading or drawing. Fucking loser. No, when we moved to Brampton, we started to experience that racism. And it was also, I was 11, 12 years old. So that's also a formative age too. And and you're being told that you're different all of a sudden. And you're like, well, in the city, we weren't different. Now, all of a sudden, I'm different. Plus, you're going through puberty and adolescence and all that and stuff. And the funny so. thing in the city, it wasn't like it was this big melting pot in the city back then either. Do you remember no. that lady on Indian Road? You? <laughs> that that had that boy who was who called him Paki and told him and his, and his mother said, y'all should go back where you came from. And daddy went over but and... Indian Road was like 1970. No, it no no. He called you Packy. He called you Packy. You, yeah. yeah. And, oh, he and, called brother. You, yeah. You, you said because, you looked at no, me you, and said. And then Daddy went over well. to her, mm-hmm. and told her, "How dare you?" He told the boy. He said, "Don't you ever dare call." Me. And she came out and she started fighting with Daddy and said, "You people should go back." And and when Daddy started talking and he let her have it and he told her. He said, yeah, we, the cream of the crop comes here to Canada, not the scum. Hmm. So take a look. Yeah. Can you stop? <laughs> after, that, after that, those girls never spoke to anybody. No. They were always in their house. No, I don't Ronnie, Ronnie, his name was Ronnie, the little no. boy. Okay. I remember his name. I don't know what his Ronnie name Cox. Was. Mm, but no, due to mom's point about me staying in, I mean, that was true. I was a quiet, yeah, lonely, yeah. loner Always child. I was an artist. I used to draw. and mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah. the artistic one out of the two mm-hmm. of us. <laughs> That's what his um, art teacher wanted us yeah. to pursue him with his art. But he didn't want to. Well, I don't know about that. Um, I mean, I remember you drawing a lot. I did. And I, I remember I the drawings being really good. Yeah. I remember how many times you used to write aliens, though. Oh, because of the style of the font. From yes, the you, comic were, book. you were obsessed with the A. Yeah, it was that A that with the like extended that. piece on it. Yeah, it was. It went straight up, came down, and then it didn't attach to the other, the other vertical. I found it quite fascinating. Yes, I remember you drawing it <laughs> all the time. It was. It was. Oh, and also because within the comic book they incorporated all the images of the aliens, all of Geiger's aliens. Nerd alert! And um, and so I was quite fascinated by that. Yeah. So. Most of the comic book kids knew how to draw really well, I find. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy Spinbad was a really good artist. Yeah. Remember Spinbad draw, really drew artist. so yeah. well. He was amazing. Wasn't he a comic book kid too? I think so. I mean, a lot of guys who grew up mm-hmm. in the 70s and the 80s, the comic books were huge. There was a huge boom yeah, of them. Really? Yeah, no, I remember the them. 70s. I just never yeah. got into them. I never... Yeah, in the 70s, there was a huge, huge boom in comic books and like the the racks at like W.H. Smith at the mall. Like it was, it was like the thing and it was right around the time star wars and all that stuff all, all all of that stuff that really permeates pop culture now all came out i remember you drawing time. space 1999 as well I'm still fixated on space 1999 yeah, the way day, you were drawn i was like wow it looks exactly like the poster yeah to this day i'm still fixated on that show what did you draw nothing yeah what did you draw i drew i was Stupid. i'm horrible i was horrible with a i couldn't draw shit couldn't draw anything so you went out to play with all your friends and yeah. i stayed in i went, I went and worked room. on my personality <laughs> If you had if you had to withdraw, you would have been okay. Pull out. Oh, oh. <laughs> your withdrawal game is weak, apparently. My withdrawal. <laughs> My deposit game's on point. <laughs> anyway, this was interesting, and um, it never really accomplished much, but. 
you know, this kind of gives you an insight as to what my mom, my brother, and myself are like together. It doesn't get any more interesting than this, which is sad, really. Uh, well, no, I think we talk more than most. Uh, we, we I know I touch. ask a lot of questions because I'm like, there's a lot of questions that I have that only dad could have answered. And I'm like, mm -hmm. damn it, I should have asked it then. Like dad, you, I don't know, just stuff about the family back oh, in, you okay. know and uh and i remember dad i was telling him, you should ask me any questions you want to ask me now while i'm here yeah. and i never really understood that but yeah, he was very much aware of his mortality anyway um, i'm gonna wrap this up anything else no hang on is there anything else you wanted to talk to mom about let's talk about how i'm your favorite child <laughs> it's true. No, it's not. Get your hostages. He's number two child, I'm not number, three. number one. Never mind. Who's three? I'm number That's three. That's the joke, Ma. That's the joke. Is that he's oh. number three? I'm not even first. Mic, not, I'm not even Don't second. hold it up like a chalice. Hold it up. <laughs> or a phallus. Um, yeah, I'm number three. Mm -hmm. I'm third child. That's the joke, is that you, I'm mm -hmm. number one, and there's... You skipped number, number two. two. Went, num I lost number two, so you would be number three, yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> And there you have it, folks. Um, if anyone knows a good shrink. I, uh, <laughs> wow. uh, good times. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks to my mom and my brother, uh, Mo and Toots. Thanks, Toots. Uh, this was a... Uh, a memorable moment. Yes, that's what it was. It's something we'll enjoy listening to. Yeah, I mean, this future. is probably more for us than it is for you. But if you enjoy it, let us know. And if you didn't, um, we're aware of that. <laughs> we know where the holes are. We know. We know. Yeah. We don't think this is a phenomenal episode, no. but it was good for us. It was very cathartic. And uh, thanks for listening to Culturally Cancelled with me, Russell Peters. And with that, I bid you adieu. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and the ambiance as you imagined it to be in your mind. If you like the podcast, be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts so more people can find out about it. If you didn't like it, go to hell. We don't need you. And follow us on Instagram at culturallycanceled and culturallyrp on Twitter. We're also on YouTube if you're more of a watching type. And if you want to see me live, I'm coming to the Funny Bone in Omaha, Nebraska, May 6th to May 8th. The Improv in Chicago, a.k.a. the Schomburg Improv, from May 20th to May 22nd. The Irvine Improv in California, from June 10th to June 13th. Go to russellpeters.com to get tickets and more info. And I will see you when I see you. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home.